0: I've been a Baltimore Orioles fan as long as I can remember. I grew up watching players like Cal Ripken, Brady Anderson, Jeffrey Hammonds, and more. I loved baseball in particular as a child, and I played it until I was in high school. Now for me, to be a Baltimore Orioles fan after all these years should show that I'm pretty loyal. They've given me some things to cheer about over the years, but mostly they've not done that well in my lifetime. They haven't won a World Series since 1983, and I was born in 1986. I'll be 35 in a couple months. But yet I love them, and I find myself cheering them on each and every season. Like I said, sometimes they've caused me to cheer and praise, and other times they've caused me to mourn and lament. When you read through the book of Psalms, you'll notice something similar. Some Psalms are praising God, and other Psalms are lamenting and mourning Psalms. For example... A portion of Psalm 86 says, I give thanks to you, O Lord my God, with my whole heart, and I will glorify your name forever, for great is your steadfast love toward me. You have delivered my soul from the depths of Sheol. And yet, in this portion of Psalm 22, we read this, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me from the words of my groaning, O my God? I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night, but find no rest. So some psalms are praising God, and others are more of a lament, which is true of us as human beings sometimes. We praise God, and other times we cry out to God and ask, Why, oh why, Lord? The book of Psalms has 150 chapters, and this book contains Israel's prayers and praise. This great book is filled with a lot of honesty from how the psalmists were feeling in the moment. The Psalms are like a mirror of faith of Israel, according to Tremper Longman. Further, in the Psalms, we receive windows that enable us to look out into our brothers and sisters of the faith more than 2,500 years ago. The Psalms show us how God's people related to God. Now remember, this is before the time of Jesus, so we have not yet seen God in the flesh yet. Yet they have a great faith in God. The book of Psalms can help our prayer life, as many people pray the Psalms. In fact, there are many, many books about praying the Psalms. The book of Psalms is also divided into five different books, which reflect the five books of Moses, the Torah, the Pentateuch, Book 1 is chapters 1 to 45. Book 2 is 42 to 72. Book 3 is chapters 73 to 89. Book 4 is chapters 90 to 106. And finally, book 5 is chapters 107 to 150. But in Psalm 162, the psalmist seems to be facing something that is showing a strong reliance on the Lord. The psalmist is showing that they rest in only God that they're placing their hope in him. God and only God is their rock and their salvation. There's such strong confidence and hope in these words today. You can easily see how these words can relate to us on this day, as we too can be people who have a strong reliance on the Lord The other day, I got home from taking Luke, my son, to school, and I went into my bedroom to greet little Sonny, who is one year old and um, was standing there by my bed, and I heard a little whimpering coming from somewhere, but it wasn't from Sonny. My wife, Emily, who was also in the room, looked at me and said, our daughter, Elizabeth, is upset and under our bed because Sonny was pulling her hair. Ah, the classic story of little brother pulling the hair of older sister. But what I realized is in that moment is that she was seeking shelter from the pain of having her hair pulled. And that shelter for her was to get under our bed. In the psalm today, the psalmist says, God is my strong rock. My refuge is in God. Now, the dictionary defines the word refuge as a condition of being safe or sheltered from pursuit, danger, or trouble. So I have two questions for you this morning, and the first is this. Where is your refuge? Where is your refuge? Where do you seek shelter in your life? The psalmist says clearly that they find their rest in God and and that their refuge is in God. Further, the psalmist says that God is my strong rock. And I don't know about you, but this type of faith is the type of faith I want to have in my life. I want to be someone who says, God is my strong rock. But often I can be tempted to make other things my strong rock, which in reality, they're not strong rocks at all. For Christ is the solid rock in which we stand and all other ground is sinking sand. So where is your refuge today? Where do you seek shelter from the storm? Where do you seek to find rest when life is spinning out of control, when work is busy, when family problems are happening and when your health is in decline? Where do you seek to find rest and refuge? My prayer is that you seek to have rest and refuge in the Lord. Because Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Seek to have your refuge in the Lord. Psalm 91 verse 1 says this, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. May we rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Now, before COVID came along last year, I was in a clergy meeting with um, some colleagues one day in a small church not too far from Seaford. And in the middle of the meeting, I got up to go to the bathroom, and I went and opened up the old wooden door and stepped into the bathroom. Now, stepped is the key word, because there was no room for walking. And as I unlocked the door to leave the bathroom, something seemed a little off with the door. It didn't take long for me to realize that I hadn't, I had somehow locked myself in this tiny bathroom, and I could not escape. I thought about climbing out the window, but that would have been a little weird, and plus the window was a little too small for me to fit through. I didn't want to bang on the door and yell and interrupt the meeting because, well, that's just embarrassing. So I tried to think about who was in the meeting that I knew. I eventually pulled out my cell phone and sent a text message to a colleague of mine and basically said, so I'm locked in the little bathroom. Can you come help? Well, I'm sure that message made him chuckle. He came to the bathroom door and between the both of us, I was able to successfully escape the small space I was trapped in. Now, at first, I had a brief moment of worry, panic, and even embarrassment. However, and it didn't take long for me to stop and realize that I didn't need to panic. I didn't need to worry. Because I trusted I'm not going to be in this small bathroom the rest of my life. Someone will eventually get me out of here. And I had trust. Now, silly as that example can be, sometimes we are people who feel like we're in a place where we're stuck, where we can't escape. And how is our trust in those times? The second question I want to ask you this morning relates to the first, and it also comes as a result of the scripture reading today. The second is this. Where is your trust? The psalmist is saying, trust in him at all times, pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. We can be unreliable as people sometimes, and we're not perfect. And putting all of our trust in others can oftentimes cause us to come up short. Not that we can't trust people, because we can and we do. However, putting our trust in an unchanging, loving, and faithful God looks a lot different. So where's your trust today? Where is your trust when life brings about storms? Maybe there's something you're going through right now and that just seems like too much to handle and you feel like a flower in the midst of a downpour with high winds. Where is your trust when life brings about uncertainty? Sometimes there is the unknown that takes place in your life and you're just not quite sure how to deal or handle, with it, handle it. Where's your trust when life brings about confusion? Sometimes things happen and you just want to shake your fists at the sky and say, why, oh why? Things happen in life that leave you confused and lonely. Where's your trust when life brings about sadness? Many things can happen in our daily lives that leave us feeling a little melancholy. And it's hard to live out our faith and be disciples sometimes when we're overcome with grief and sadness. Yet, where is your trust? Where is your trust when life brings about anger, evil, and injustice, and other things? Uh, And even people sometimes can make us angry. What is it that angers you on this day? And in the midst of it, where is your trust? Where is your trust when life brings about fear? We can be scared of many things. Bad health, aging, death, being alone being forgotten. In the midst of your fears, where is your trust? My prayer is that through all of life's circumstances that your trust is in the Lord. God is the creator of heaven and earth. God does not change. God is love. God is faithful, and God is good. Put your trust in God at all times, even in seasons of uncertainty and seasons of change, because life is full of seasons, isn't it? We live in an area where we are used to changing seasons, Sometimes it's cold, sometimes it's warm, sometimes it's hot, sometimes it's rainy, sometimes it's snowy, sometimes it's storms, and on and on. It may not be convenient for us on some days, but we adapt and we move on. Churches also go through seasons of change. Ministries change. Things about our worship services can change. The people can change. And on and on. I want to share with you this morning some news because Gethsemane will be embracing a change later this year, and I want to share with you from my heart. Coming in July, there will be a pastoral transition at this church. I received a call recently to take another appointment, and I've accepted this call that I feel is from God. This is really hard for me to share with you because I love this church so much. I love the people of this church so much. I've I have many, many great memories here at this church. However, when I became a United Methodist pastor, I committed myself to what we call the itinerant system. This is where pastors get moved around, and I've always told myself that as a United Methodist pastor, when I'm called upon to move, I will go. It's kind of like in the book of Isaiah in the sixth chapter when we see the words, here I am, Lord, send me. I believe that I was sent here for this season of ministry at Gethsemane, and I am willing to go where I feel God is calling me for this next season of ministry. I will be moving to a church in Fenwick Island called St. Matthews-by-the-Sea United Methodist Church, and like I said, my appointment there begins on July 1st. So we still have five months together to do ministry and to worship together, and I will do all that I can to make sure there is a smooth transition in July for the next pastor of this church, whoever he or she may be. Moving is a hard part of what I do as a pastor, but I must go when I feel that I am called upon and I must trust in the Lord. So let's be in prayer together for this transition at our church. Let's pray for the bishop and the cabinet as they discern who will become the next pastor of Gethsemane starting in July. Our staff parish relations committee will be in contact with our district superintendent and our SPRC chair, Tracy Bell, will let you know who our next pastor is when that time comes. But for now, let us seek our refuge in the Lord, and let us place our trust in the Lord always. Amen.